This is Gray Man Media Content. Marker. What are we talking about today? Oh, that's right. Welcome to Wolf Takes a Bite. Another episode, I'm your captain on this tour, and today we're going to be taking a ride through the dirtiest parts of Los Angeles, California, as we discover the real happenings of the Black Dahlia murders. One type is about three feet tall, very dark. To the search for truth, little gray men, little gray men from outer space who actually abduct humans. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and we're live! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. My name is Devin, and with me, as always, is my host, John. How are you today, John? I've always missed his intros. (laughs) Today, we're talking about... Making 15 cents. No, we're talking about the Black Dahlia murder. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, But also, more importantly, our merch. (laughs) Let me tell you something, guys. I am struggling. (laughs) What? <laughs> I need merch sales. Did I tell you? Wait. And I tell you, the quality is beyond anything you can find at PacSun or Hollister or any Amber Cobbery and Fitch gay store that you go to. <laughs> Let me tell you why our shit is so good. Because it's got our <laughs> logo on it. And for a limited time only, by the time this episode comes out, we will have t shirt signed by me and Devin personally. We will have a limited supply of them. The first 20 orders, get them for $8. They'll be numbered. And they will be numbered, and they will be signed by us. And we might even do a little special surprise for each one that's sold. Um, We will see. We could draw a doodle on there. We don't know. We could put it whatever you want. But you have to order it. And the only way you can do that is by going to graymanmediacode.com as soon as freaking humanly possible, or the FBI will find out where we're at. Now order this shirt, man. We don't know a price yet, but it's probably around like 10 bucks. It, after it shipping. won't be much. It's going to be like 10 bucks after. It's literally so the you cheapest can, thing in my store. It's literally so you can donate to us. We make without, nothing without actually donating. I just want you to have something. That's it. <laughs> We're not begging. Also, Bradley, if you're still out there, bro, bro, wait, hit, please. You got a free shirt, dude. We all you got, it. all you got to do we, is hit me up. We did a whole damn episode. Where the fuck did you go? Did the FBI get you? Oh, son of a bitch! Oh my God, they got Bradley. That's why we don't. That's why we never have comments. That's why we don't have viewers. They're like, oh yeah, this is a fucking cast it out, real man. He says that the channel grew by like four hundred fucking percent on Spotify alone this year. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know how. Oh my god. All right, Black Dahlia, let's do it. Black Dahlia. Oh yeah, I gotta bear pull my notes up. Mm. Well, Dalvin, what do you know about the Black Dahlia murders? There's a song by Hollywood on Dead called. Uh, Black Dahlia. Play that. Now.
So on the morning of January 15, 1947, a mother taking her child for a walk in Los Angeles neighborhood stumbled upon a gruesome sight. The body of a young, naked woman sliced clean in half at the waist. Probably wasn't wearing no wolf merch. Yeah, it would have protected her. <laughs> she, wouldn't have been, she wouldn't have been naked. Fun fact, wolf takes a bite merch is bulletproof. Fun fact, wolf take <laughs> That's a terrible take. <laughs> Knife proof? Salt and half proof at the very least. Wolf takes a bite merch is 100% naked proof. If you're wearing wolf takes a bite <laughs> merch, never you again. will never be naked. That's just a fact. We can we can make that 100% Close guaranteed. yourself. Clothe the children. Clothe the homeless with wolf takes a bite merch. Available in all sizes. Oh, yeah. Homeless size, dog size. Homeless has a size? Yeah. Dogs have different sizes, I feel like. Three. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's one. You can find it in the store. No, you can't. <laughs> Order a child size and put it on your dog. It'll fit. <laughs> anyway, the body was just a few feet from the sidewalk and posed in such a way that the mother reportedly thought it was a mannequin at first glance. Fabulous. Which well, really gives some insight. Half, right? Well, it also gives in some insight to the uh, serial killer. And it's LA. I mean, like, you just find this, sh- this kind of shit all the time anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Bodies on the river, you know, pose mannequin, but it bodies, body parts, you know, Especially there's fingers in, down, walking down an alley. Back in 18... Uh, 1947. Oh, this is way more recent than I thought it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's still the most longest unsolved murder. The longest unsolved murder. That I have covered so far. Really? Yeah. Didn't we just do Jack the Ripper? That's in the UK. That <laughs> Those aren't real murders. No matter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, despite the extensive mutilation and cuts on the body, there wasn't a drop of blood at the scene. However, isn't that weird? It's pretty blood. Not a single drop. How do you do that? Vampire? <laughs> Maybe. Question mark? Indicating that the young woman had been killed elsewhere. Therefore, rigor mortis and all the heart stopping and the blood was already drained off. You know, there's a lot of things and that, that didn't happen. That's still a lot of blood to drain from a human body. Yeah, but it's L.A. Where they have less blood in the body. Well, no, it's where the <laughs> you, you got run off right to the ocean. I mean, you just pick a storm drain and go. Not that I thought about it. Um, anyway... The ensuing investigation was led by L.A. Police Department, and the FBI was asked for help. It and it quickly, and it quickly identified the body. Just fifty-six minutes. They identified this body in fifty-six minutes. That's pretty fucking quick, considering the a population density in L.A. Was it a well-known woman? In fact, excuse me, Siri, get the fuck out of here, <laughs> FBI! Stop it, Siri! Shut up! Siri, go to hell! Siri, stop! Okay, Siri. Stop! You're just activating it more and more. <laughs> just making it work. I don't iPhone. After getting blurred fingerprints via sound photo, a primitive fax machine used by the news services from Los Angeles, the young woman turned out to be 22-year-old Hollywood hopeful named Elizabeth Short later dubbed the Black Dahlia by the press for her rumored penchant for sheer black clothes and for the Blue Dahlia movie that was out at the time. 
very weird way that the media took a turn in naming this this homicide and just in general it was more sensationalized like right off the bat than than any of the other hundreds of bodies that were probably found at the time you know what else i find interesting about this and this is going to kind of take you by surprise because this is an actual take mm. normally i take normally the media sensationalizes the killer right this is a this is a murder that's completely surrounded around the victim yeah because we named, don't know the killer then most cases jack the ripper cases ted bundy cases where it's always the murderer and this one we know it by the victim that is a very good point and then, and a lot of that is due to the very large amount of lack of evidence to anything oh really i thought they caught this guy no, this is still unsolved to this day. I watched 2022. I don't know about that. Unsolved. I watched, it is unsolved. I watched a BuzzFeed video. Of oh, it. that's so real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They do kind of what we do, except for we're funnier, but they have like way better like, researchers. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we do the funny bit better, but they do the research part better. Oh, yeah. I swear I thought they figured it out. I thought they thought it was like a doctor or something. Nope. We are, don't know who did this. Are you lying right now so that you can expose this case later? Are you having a fucking heart attack? Yes, I am. Oh, don't, John. Please don't die on air. Please. Again? That's like literally like... Season, last season. Oh, season three. Oh, wait, three? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, yes, no, no, We're no. On like, this is our our second year of making this this show. Yeah, so this is season four. This oh yeah! By the way, that you're just now joining us. <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. If you're just now joining us, by the way, happy two year anniversary of doing this stupid show, Devin. Yes, thank you, and to you as well, friend. Thank you very much. You know, because this has been an amazing two years of complete nonsensical bullshit. Buy our merch. Help us celebrate. <laughs> Help us celebrate by buying a piece of merch. Right now, if you go to Wolf Takes a Bike... Nope. If you go to graymanmediaco.com to the Wolf Takes a Bike tab... You can actually go to graymanmediaco.com forward slash WTB, and that'll take you directly to John. All Fitch. items will be 50% off for no, the next 20 seconds. They will... <laughs> <laughs> go quickly! It's too late! <laughs> Damn it! Sorry, sorry you missed saying. it. But you will get a great deal yeah. on all orders over sixty dollars. Uh, free shipping. Is, can I have, can I ask you a question? Isn't that already <laughs> definitely a not free shipping on orders Absol over sixty dollars? No, 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 no. That was a limited time thing. Anyway, oh well, they never did that. Hey, is the is the two year thing? Is that today or is that when this episode when this comes episode out? comes out? Oh wow, you timed it. Mm. Wow, because really, I'm trying to be better. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks. That's impressive. Right now we're almost to Christmas. It is. Yeah, there's a Christmas tree behind the camera. Yep. Maybe five feet. When did we start this the show? February. What month is it? <laughs> I guess February. Do you not know? I don't know the time. How do you know this is? I know, you know this is coming out then. Because your wife did the math. You have no fucking clue, do you? Your wife did the math. No, I didn't know. I don't know what day this actually drops. Anyway. February 8th, 2021 is when we started. Look at that. So, yeah, it'll be two years. Hey, well done. We just ruined the illusion, though. Well done. Yeah, today. 
Two years. Anyway, it's our two-year anniversary. Go buy that $8 t-shirt or whatever the fuck. How much, however much it is. Yeah, White might as well. Buy, buy the autographed t-shirt. It's autographed. It's autographed. I mean, yeah. And how many people do you know that's done a podcast for two years? That's well, true. Might as well get our fucking shitty-ass t-shirt. <laughs> you ever wanted to be on a podcast? Hey, that's real. <laughs> that can happen. That's real talk. Buy this t-shirt and you could happen to be on the show. <laughs> hey. There will be a golden ticket inside <laughs> one. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. This whole episode's about t-shirts. It's about murder. <laughs> to my soul. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh. Shorts Prince. <clears throat> All right. So Shorts Prince appeared twice in the FBI's massive collection. By the way, Shorts is the little name of this black dial lady. Her last name. Just to recap here since we tangented it. Um, they appeared twice in the FBI's massive collection. More than 100 million were on file at the time. Somehow those FBI databases were pretty good in 1947. Don't you say? I did. First, she had applied for a job as a clerk at the commissary of the Army's Camp Cookie in California, 1943. Camp Cookie. Yes. Second... She had been arrested by the Santa Barbara police for underage drinking seven months later. Oh, she was a bad girl. That's the Bureau also had her mug shot in its files and provided it to the press. And why would they go and do that? In support of LA police, the FBI ran records, checks on potential suspects, and concluded interviews across the nation. Based on early suspicions that the murderer may have had skills in dis... I'm sorry. The murderer may have had skills in dissection because the body was so cleanly cut. Agents were also asked to check out a group of students at the University of California Medical School. It was a doctor, dude. I'm telling you. It's not been solved. Oh, dude. I fucking beat you now. Go for it. Suck my dick, bitch. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Based on early suspicions that the murderer may have been uh, one of the students at the University of California's medical school, and in a tantalizing potential break in the case, the Bureau searched for a match to fingerprints found on anonymous letter that they may have been sent to the authorities by the killer. The prints weren't in the FBI's database, however, so who killed this Black Dahlia, and why is it a mystery? Who could have done it? Who could have done it? Probably a fucking doctor! The murderer was never found and has never been found, and given how much time has passed, probably, probably never dead. will be found. Yeah, because even if he was born, right, came right out of the womb and then committed this murder, he'd be in well into his 60s. And with somebody that skilled... Again, probably being a doctor, we're talking about someone in their 30s or 40s at that point. And if that's the case, you're talking about somebody pushing hundreds of years old at this point. Well, there's, hundreds. there's been so many theories surrounded this murder. And this I is still one of the most visited hall, uh, like haunted areas. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I hate this game. 
Uh, this is one of the most visited. No, 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 no. We already did those. We got, you can't take them out. So this is one of the most visited areas in the Hollywood tours. Like, you know, like every charlatan and shitegeist and zeitgeist Yeah, dealer, all those words. All, all the geist. All, all the geist guys. You know what I'm saying? In L.A. are going to take these uh, people to this site where it happens, which is oh, relatively not in a really good area anyway. Uh, there's been a lot of theories on whether that she was just another victim of a serial killer. But it was so cleanly and well done that they couldn't link it officially. Uh, I, yeah, I would say I would say if it was a serial killer, usually serial killers they kind of stick to the same mo. Theoretically, isn't mo mo- motivation? Modus operandi. That's what mo stands for. Oh, are you serious right now? Yeah. Are you about to learn me? What does that mean? Modus operandi is the motive behind the idea. So it it shows the psychological progression of why a somebody with an mo or a modus operandi does what they do i can look up the actual definition i would like actually because i I would like to learn but first pick a straw what no no, no. you can type with one hand i don't feel good about this (laughs) my money (laughs) fuck Modus operandi. Modus operandi is a particular way or method of doing something specifically and especially one of the that is a characteristic or well established to said individual or said motive. Uh, the volunteers were, and this is used in a sentence, the volunteers were instructed to buy specific systems uh, using our usual modus operandi anonymously and with cash. So, what I was trying to say was. If it was a serial killer, and they'd probably have the same MO, we w- that would be easy to find other people with that, but it doesn't sound like that's the case. Here. Right. And if you didn't know what, that w- what MO ever stood for, and now every time you watch a, pr- a crime thing, and they say it like 15 times during the show, you're just going to say in your head, Modus operandi. See, I always thought they were saying the motivation, but that didn't really make any sense. A lot of people shorten were... it to motivation, because that's what it, it breaks down to. Absolutely. Well, no, it doesn't, because... A, it's a motivation of a specific reasoning and no motivation is a reason to do something. Motivation would be like I killed this person because, not I killed this person. But it's a this particular way, way of doing something. Yeah, that's different. That's something right. totally different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how is it motivation? I, you know what? You learned me today. Yay! Something that's like somewhat useful and super shocking. I didn't look it up before I told him. I was right. He really didn't. He really did not. <laughs> and I was right. I have education. Yeah, well, ABCs. MO. I feel terrible about this. Suck. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I pulled, pulled two. No, I pulled this one. Eat my ass. Let's go. Can can we get a straw picker upper, please? Thank you no, very we're much. Fine. It doesn't matter. All <laughs> right. Anyway, so so uh, um, nickname. <laughs> the nickname. Now, where did the nickname Black Dolly really come from? We know that it came from the media, mostly, right? Yeah. Thank you. Um, we know that it came from the media mostly. Now, according to newspaper reports, shortly after the murder, uh, Short received the nickname Black Dahlia from staff and patrons at Long Beach Drugstore in the mid 1946, as wordplay on the film The Blue Dahlia, which was very popular at the time. I've never um, heard of it. Other popularly circulated rumors claim that the media crafted the name because Short 
adorned her hair with dahlias. Whoa. The flower. Well, that seems like too strong a connection to not be related. It absolutely has. And in, and black dahlia is, is a flower. It's also a Hollywood undead song. You ever know that? Well, I'm, this came out first. She started it. <laughs> it came out first. According no. to the FBI official website, which I did visit, uh, surprisingly, and I'm still alive, she received the first part of the nickname from the press mm. for her rumored penchant sheer black clothes. So now, she wore dollies in her hair and black clothing, and her body was separated. Now, was that postmortem or while she was alive she gave this? Both, no, no, no. This is no. This is all post mortem. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so they they weren't like they didn't mean, know who she was until she, they oh, knew who she was. Right. Yeah. She was a struggling. Like she was trying she was trying to, to be get, an actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I got you. Now, however, there are reports from DA investigators that state that the nickname was invented by the newspaper reporters covering her murder. The Herald Express reporter Bevo means who interviewed Short's acquaintances at the drugstore where she worked. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> you cannot. Uh, I couldn't make up a name if I tried. Has been, anyway, it probably sounds like something like that, though. Maybe. This has been credited with first using the Black Dahlia name. Now, uh, through reporters uh, Underwood and Jack Smith have been alternatively named as its creators as well. And without giving anybody else any more fucking accreditation that they probably don't deserve in the first place, um, there are a lot of different people who are trying to claim that they made the name Black Dolly first. Sure. I mean, there's a whole paragraph here. That's because it got big, right? But that's not fucking important. No, fuck them. Who cares who named it? If anything, naming her the Black Dolly was probably the, the worst, worst thing. thing you could yeah. do because <laughs> now you're really just burying this woman's actual God-given name. Yeah, you can't even have enough respect for the victim to use their 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 name. It's like, like it's like the BTK killer or the Toy Box killer or uh, anybody else who of their serial killers, oh, Zodiac killer, for instance. We yeah. covered that. Like it's like using those acronyms for their names that just completely nullify their actual birth name. So you don't know who they are unless you're really into this shit. You know Ewu? Who? Ewu? Ewu? Explore with us. Woo woo. No. Are you yiffing? Explore. Are you a furry? Do you really not know? No. Really? At least not on this episode. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. They do. They do what we do. I'm a winner! Can That's I, all of them. Can I get a straw picker up? I please? won. We grasped a straw. I won. You're through my fist. <laughs> you know how many Easy. notes okay. I have on this? So, this so many I'm notes, Butter. Can you I? can't put a game in front of me. Pick that, and not that up. No, fuck pick you. Pick that up. Eat my Pick ass. up sticks. Kick rocks. That was a great game. Yeah. Rock, paper, scissors. You're such a cheater. Rock. Papers. Discovery on the morning of January 15th, 1947, Short's naked body severed two pieces was found on a vacant hill on the lot. <laughs> Are you okay? You you must have sucked at being a kid, dude. I did. 
Her body was found in two pieces. This is why I read about murders. Her body was found in two pieces, was found on a vacant lot on the west side of South Norton Avenue, midway between uh, Coliseum Street and West 39th Street in L.A., uh. in the neighborhood of Lemmer Park. At the time, Lemmer Park was a largely underdeveloped area. Mm. Local resident Betty Bursinger discovered the body at approximately 10 a.m. while walking with her three-year-old daughter. How horrifying was that? But at least there wasn't any blood. I imagine the three-year-old is probably young enough to block that from memory. Highly or commit it forever. There's literally only two options. Well, I mean, I wonder, being severed in half without having the crime scene photos in front of me. Dobin? It's not completely closed, no. This is still an unsolved murder. So FBI has a lot of these records. Anyway. That's FOIA requested. I wonder if we could. Done to try. Anyway. Uh, when she realized it was a corpse, she rushed to a nearby house and telephoned the police. However, this whole thing with the body happened in a very conspicuous place because apparently there was a house nearby that also housed another serial killer who was also killing people and dismembering them. But this had nothing to do with him. Okay. For sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right? See, as soon as I get a catchphrase, I change them. So I don't know what, what you want me to do. Anyway, autopsy and identification. It took the autopsy. A short's body was performed in January 16, 1947 by Frederick Newbar, Los Angeles coroner. Newbar's autopsy report stated that Short was 5 feet 5 inches and weighed 115 pounds, that is, for our European listener, <laughs> and had light blue eyes, brown hair, and badly decayed teeth. Probably why she didn't make it into Hollywood. Uh, there were, I'm just saying, ligature marks on her ankles, a wrist, and neck. And irregular irregular lacerations with superficial tissue loss on her right breast. Newbar also noted superficial lacerations on the right forearm, upper left arm, and lower left side of the chest. Not great. Shows a lot of issues with possibly self-harm. Oh, you think that was... Oh, yeah. Self-inflicted. Self-mutilation. At, at, at least most of the ones on the arms. Um, the breast augmentations most likely were due to the killer himself being medically probably background and curious. He's a doctor. I'm telling you. Calling him well, out. let's hope not. Listen. Some Hannibal Lecter shit going on here. No one wants to talk about it, but these things happen, all right? I mean, I guess <clears throat> I guess they do. You know, you're not getting laid enough, and the only thing you know is corpses. Oh. You said that. I mean, that's a case for several serial killers. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. Captain. He should be sued for malpractice. Oh, they're talking about me. Among other things. No. No, John, you're fine. You're doing great. It's like, why? Why did you tell people <laughs> to sue me? You I should, have nothing. You should be I have sued. nothing. You should be sued for everything you have. You mean you're going to give me shit? I'm sue me. What do you mean? I'm wearing what I have. I have nothing. You're going to get nothing out of me. Uh, anyway, so the initial investigation on January 24th, 
sad, man. This is really sad. Yes, the story is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, sure. Anyway, a person claiming to be Short's killer placed a phone call to the office of James Richardson, an editor of The Examiner. It was him. Congratulating Richardson on the newspaper's on coverage the of the case. On the murder. No, Richardson was the reporter. Congratulating him, congratulating him on the newspaper's coverage of the case and stated that he planned on eventually turning himself in, but not before allowing police to pursue him further. Additionally, the caller told Richardson to expect some souvenirs of Beth Short in the mail. However, that is false because nothing was taken off of her. Except for her lower half. No, that was still like they were, she was just split in half. Like a magician's trick gone uh, wrong. Oh, okay. I got you. Literally a magician's trick gone wrong is what it looks so like. So he cut her in half, drained all the blood, and then just dropped both the fucking sides of her? Somewhere in LA, yeah. All right. I got nothing. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's what the FBI is saying. Yeah, I would imagine they showed up and they were like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> And there's not even any blood to clean up. There's no splatter analysis. They were probably just leaving a speakeasy. This like, is obviously like, premeditated speakeasy. It's it was 1947. Like, yeah, it was in the 47. You know, it was like a speakeasy. There was some speakeasies. There was, there was some jazz playing in the back. It Everything dry. was in black and white. And it was... Uh, what? Yeah. And it, well, this is in Chicago. Yeah, everything was black and white. It was probably raining that day. They showed up. They You're were thinking all of that movie. You're thinking of that they movie. Were, I have no idea what Where the guy's in the about. trench coat. And they were... Yeah, they, yeah, no, he's definitely in a trench coat. For sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> he's got one of those hats. You know what I'm talking about? And then he shows up. He gets out of the car, and he and he probably walks up to local law enforcement, and he's, and he's like, so what do we got? As he's flipping like a notebook out, and he's probably got a cigar in his mouth. You know what I mean? He just drank like the fifth glass of whiskey at the Keep going. Speakers. Yeah, keep going. You know what I'm talking about? And then uh, and then the cop's like, oh, shit. You know, she's split in half. And then the, and then the detective's uh, partner probably makes some kind of like witty joke there. Yeah. I don't I don't know what the witty joke is. Yeah, this. Yeah, that looks exactly like what I'm thinking about. I have no idea what that is, though. It's a movie called Casablanca. It's no, that's famous. a love movie. That's a love movie. Yes, but it's that's same, the one where same he's like, story. Working on a case, no, trench coat, it? raining. I've literally never seen this. Movie. You never seen Casablanca? No, I've seen that one clip. That's like the word. The one famous. that showed. The one that showed on the Family Guy. Was it on Family Guy? Yeah, he did a parody. That might have, that might be where I've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I pulled up a picture for you. I mean, that's what he looks like, though, the guy that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, so it's Casablanca. It's Casablanca. Uh, well, he doesn't look like that guy. He just looks like a nondescript white dude. I know you hate most cultural movies, but this is something you should watch. What are you saying right now? I hate most cultural movies? You don't like musicals. You don't like plays. You don't like many things I that like have plays. songs in it. You won't watch no, no, animated no, no, features no, with no, songs no, in it. No, you don't, no, 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 to my knowledge, you don't watch black and white anything. So it's cultural, not, historical the, film, not the, I feel not, like you're kind of lacking it. It's yes, not, that's why I say cultural. It's not that it's black and white that bugs me. It's that a lot of the storytelling is not as good as current day storytelling. I completely disagree. You're it's wrong. Not, it's better scripted. You're wrong. You want to know why? The acting Because better. there's a reason. No, it isn't. You want to know why I know that? Because there's a reason they remake these movies. What movie hurt you? No, no hurt you, Devin. Actually, ninety nine point nine nine percent of movies that I've seen, I enjoy, because okay. as with all things, John, 
I'm generally just having a good time. <laughs> I'm just having a good time. Anyway, what I was telling you is that the guy gets out and he flips the notebook and, he's like, and then he probably makes some kind of like witty joke. The guy, the sidekick. What's the sidekick say? Witty joke about the girl being split in half. Go. Oh, you're asking me to do the joke? Yeah, do the joke that he says. Looks like she should have got out of town and split. Yeah, something like that. And then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, and then, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was really good. And then, and then, the, and then the local cop is probably like, "Hey, that was in really bad taste." And then the, and then the main cop, oh, the one in the, mix. he, uh, he, he like ashes his, his, uh, his cigar, cigar. And then he, and then he gets down and he's taking notes and he's looking at shit and he's like, "Oh fuck, we're never gonna figure this out." And they didn't. That's how it went down. I'm telling you, but it was a doctor. I really like how that just went. Yeah, well, it went well, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm I'm a, I'm a storytelling genius. I mean, what, okay, what can well, I say? I mean, that's it. That's it. That's that we can't go <laughs> yeah, anymore. Know, yeah. That's thanks for listening. Thanks for, that's <laughs> the end of the episode. Yeah, this is absolutely. We the should end probably tell them how it ends, like how the actual. Story yeah, we goes. will in part two. Don't do that. We're thirty minutes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got nine minutes. <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Devin. John, if we do a part two, it if has to If we do release. vamping? If we... We always do vamping. I don't know why you include so many damn notes. Because I'm a good investigator. Condense it. No, an investigator, a good investigator would know, hey, we got 40 minutes and 20 of that. We're going to fuck around. So what you need to condense this to the information. I never know how much fuckery is going to happen. So always, always 20 minutes. 20 minutes <laughs> never minimum. know. All right, well, we'll fuck with the media. We'll forget that. Let's go to suspects and confessions. That's phenomenal. We should talk about that. Let me hear it. All right, so notoriety of Short's murder has spurged a large number of confessions over the years, many of which have been deemed false. During the initial investigation to her murder, police received a total of 60 confessions. For the but, Black Dahlia murder? Yes. 60 people said... Can you I imagine if you were arrested and put to death for that you would be the most infamous person in history talk about going out with a bang people are sick man. You know, there's reasons people follow Jeffrey Dahmer all the way through prison I'm just saying um, now many of which have been deemed false obviously during the initial investigation into her murder police received a total of 60 confessions most were made by men however since the time over 500 people have confessed to the crime to current date some of whom who have not even been born at the time of her death how'd they do that <laughs> how'd they do that jesus christ <laughs> sergeant john p st john mm. yeah right that's that's, that's quite a name, name. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make this shit up no that is a fucking name for the ages if i was my well, my name is John, but I wish it was that cool. See, that was the hardline. That was the hardline sergeant back at the office. That was <laughs> Sergeant John P. Saint John. Hey, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. It's a lethal weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lovely the weapon. It's my favorite. <laughs> The best cop duo ever, other than Starsky and Hutch. Oh, whatever. Actually, Starsky and Hutch is a little bit under Lethal Weapon, only because you know. Okay, well, you need you know who you know who's in who what movie. I'm just saying, there's pros and cons of both. Anyway, it's amazing. Well, okay, okay. Actually, you know what else might be better than that? The one you want to know why we have to fuck around? <laughs> you look at your. Can I say the thing? Look at your TikTok. The Tokyo Towers. Look at your the TikTok. Tokyo Towers. Look at your TikTok. Tokyo Towers. 
What's Tokyo Towers? What are you talking about? You you talking about Nakatawa Plaza? Yeah, that's die, die hard. hard. <laughs> Thank okay, you. Okay, okay, See, right. I was trying to I was yeah, trying yeah, to set yeah, up yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, but I was shocked. I was like, oh my god, maybe he doesn't know. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, except it's really not. Cause that you, you fucked it up. All right, moving on. <laughs> Look at your. I TikTok. was trying to do a thing. Look at his TikTok. Shut up. This whole episode is a TikTok. Look at his TikTok. Seventy minutes of TikTok. You find me one TikTok where the TikTok is about the information of the episode and not us fucking around. That's why we fuck around. Tell ya. <laughs> Since that time, over you know, blah, 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 500 people have confessed to the crime, some of whom who have not I been born at the time. 60 confessions. But since then, since, you know, the time How? of the- What are these people thinking? <laughs> yeah, the murder happened in 47. I was born in 2013, uh, but in 1947, I went back in time and I killed that goddamn bitch. Who might have been a prostitute, but we'll get into that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I love when he says that. A detective who worked on the case until his retirement. It was his only job. And he's still going to solve this he motherfucker. He was literally too old for this shit. Yes, I'm getting too old for this shit, says John P. St. John, Sergeant. He says, it's a, it's a, it is amazing how many people offer up a relative as a killer. Mm. My uncle did it. Oh, if there was a murder and I even thought that you might be connected, I would have rat so fast. I'd be like, you know who probably did it? You know who probably has something to do with it? This guy right here. <laughs> See? See? In 2003, Ralph Asdale. He's a loose cannon. <laughs> Give me your badge. <laughs> You're a loose cannon, John. You know what was really fucked up? I'm mad. You know why I went with the captain's hat? Because it was kind of like a police cap. No, because I had two badges and I couldn't find them today. Oh. And I was going to have them wear it because I had chains for him and everything for us to wear we for this episode. We still have to do the promo photo. I'm going to win. You realize I'm going to win. I was saying that you had to give your badge up because you're a loose cannon. Oh, that's right. God damn it, Riggs! <laughs> January 15, 1947, a neighbor driving by mm-hmm. that day stopped to dispose of a bag of lawn clippings <laughs> in the vacant lot when he saw a parked sedan allegedly with his rear door open. The driver of the sedan was standing in the lot his arrival apparently startled the owner of the sedan, who approached his car and peered into the window before returning to the sedan and driving away. The owner of the sedan, our killer, was followed Allegedly. to a Allegedly. local restaurant where he worked, but was ultimately cleared of suspicion somehow. First of all, this abandoned lot. First off, no. First off, you got to address the sketchy guy 
throwing away a lime. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Bags of lime <laughs> clippings yeah. in an abandoned lot. Like what? City Waste won't come and pick that shit up on Tuesday, you liar. You fucking plebeian. You goddamn <laughs> suck bag. Let me tell you something, okay? Both of them were killing people, and they just decided to look the other way. That's what was happening. Yeah, this yeah, lab yeah, was yeah, for yeah, bodies, yeah, not yeah, for yeah. clippings. That's what that shit was. They got on the internet. Oh, wait, it was the 40s. Internet, mm. the internet. Hey, if, just so you know, if you're looking at any of these patches on my vest, you want to make one yourself. I got a great patch for you. It's on the it's on the greatmanmediacode.com website where you can go to the Wolf Takes a Bite. And, uh, <laughs> you're so handsy right now. <laughs> and you can buy my own Wolf Takes a Bite patch. I don't feel good about this. I win again. Two more left. <laughs> At the end. All right, moving on. This is vamping and ads. Okay, moving on. <laughs> vamping and ads. <laughs> what a day this has been. Suspects remaining under discussion by various authors, experts, include doctors, and specifically one, Devin, named Walter Bailey. Walter did it. He did it. I don't like guys named Walter. Proposed by the former Times copy editor Larry Harnick. <laughs> I don't like guys named that either. Times publisher Newman or Norman Chandler. Sorry, Norman Chandler. I'm here. Wolf. <laughs> Whom biographer? Actually, listen. Stop. Stop. When he stopped drinking. For six months and then you start it again <laughs> it gets really weird it gets real weird reading is hard oh <laughs> alleged prostitution and sexual history of the black dahlia let's learn who she fucked let's try many her. true let's crime try books her name through the fucking mud right the <laughs> this is why you watch this show no other reason because the end is a fucking train wreck <laughs> Alleged prostitution and sexual history. Many true crime books claim that Short lived in or visited Los Angeles at various times in the mid-1940s, including Gilmore's Severed. <laughs> Severed. <laughs> I guess that's an area. Which claims she worked at the Hollywood Canteen. This is disputed by Harnick, <laughs> <who's> <laughs> who states that Short did not, in fact, live in Los Angeles until after the canteen's closing in 1945, although some of her acquaintances and several authors and journalists describe Short as a prostitute or a call girl. This is such a train wreck. During her time in Los Angeles, according to Harnick... <laughs> The <laughs> Shut up. The contemporary grand jury proved <laughs> proved that there was no existing evidence that she was ever a prostitute and Harnach claims that the rumor regarding Short's history <laughs> as a prostitute originates from John Gregory Dune's 1977 novel True Confessions, which is based in part on the crime. <laughs> <laughs> 
Another widely circulated rumor is that sometimes she used to encounter claims that Short was a prostitute holds that Short was unable to have sexual intercourse at all because of a congenial <laughs> defect that resulted in gondolial digenesis, <laughs> also known as infantile genitalia. She had a very rare case. Are you trying to tell me she had a small pussy? Infantile. It's a congenial defect. Therefore, she couldn't have had intercourse. So therefore, she couldn't have ever been a prostitute. Holy fuck, dude. I'm going to have a migraine. <laughs> Unless it was just hand stuff. I don't know. We're not doing that this episode. I need to stop. All right. Yep, uh, you, you, you do. You're getting me. You do. You're anyway, here's me. her legacy. Like, here's the deal. All right. <laughs> Let's just get this fucking over with. Because I don't want to drag her name through the mud. All I know is... You just did! Well, this poor bitch. Anyway, so... She might be a fault. Imagine you die, right? (laughs) I expect this to happen. (laughs) Somebody's going to do a podcast about me. Hey, that dumb motherfucker drove off a bridge. (laughs) Thought he could fly. they're They're like, yeah... He, there's some rumors that he was a prostitute, which, looking at you, you I know, mean, my, sure. yeah, I uh, and there's also some rumors that he's infantile penis, you know. <laughs> only that know, only the ones that need to know know, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Where are we at? And I'm gonna cut like 15 minutes on this thing, minus five, then there's two plus four, and then it's you know, you're not and doing and anything. Are you keeping this? What are, what are you doing this yes! for? Shut up! Short. <laughs> anyway, short is interrogated. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> It's getting worse for the second. Oh my god. Oh god. Why do you listen? Why? Why do we have a four hundred percent growth? What are you people doing? Do you like podcasts that fail? <laughs> well you should subscribe right now. It's, wait, 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 imagine, imagine we find out there's thousands of people listening just to watch this fucking fall on our face once a week. Honestly, I wouldn't even be mad. I wouldn't even be fucking mad. Throwing in the hat. Did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? Uh, no. Yes. Uh, so, so Robin, I was gonna make a joke, but it's not important. Robin, uh, <laughs> at one point, like they, she finds out like the college kids right. all have a drinking game yeah. where they take a shot every time she says "so um." Oh yeah, I love that game. <laughs> that's that's what I imagined. Oh I imagined, yeah, I imagine there's there's like a huge group of like this one college town. What's the who- fucking word I'm saying? <laughs> Tell me now. I'll fuck your day up. <laughs> The shine's up! <laughs> yeah, it's every time John mentions something about Germany. Oh, yeah, it's been so many episodes. Hitler, Germany, it's all Hitler's fault. Hitler killed Black Dahlia. That's how we're ending this, okay? No, 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 hit- no, 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 Hitler- Marker. Hitler came back in time, killed her so we can make this episode. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, 
Short's murder has been described as one of the most brutal and culturally enduring crimes in American history. And Time Magazine listed it as one of the most infamous unsolved cases in the world. Devin? Wow. It's because the killer lives on the other side of the world. It's Hitler. Um... Short's life and death have been the basis of numerous books, television shows, and films, both fictionalized and nonfiction. Among the most famous fictional accounts of Short's death is James Elroy's 1987 novel, The Black Dahlia. I don't care if you like us. It all comes in hand. I care if you like him. It comes in your hand, Devin. It all comes in the same hand. I don't like the way you're saying <laughs> things right now. It's hand in hand. <laughs> It comes hand in hand. I don't. Are you, you coming keep, in this hand? Yeah, or are you coming you in that hand? You keep saying that. You keep saying that. It's and that's hand the in part hand. I don't like. It comes hand in hand. Anyway, a lot of other accolades, including <clears throat> American Horror Story in 2011. Which, honestly, it's a really good portrayal of the story. Way better than I've done myself. <laughs> My point is. <clears throat> Maybe one day we'll be added to this list of accolades, and it can only happen because of you. And I tell you how you're going to do that. You're going to like, you're going to share, you're going to subscribe right now, and then you're going to go to GreatManMediaCo.com and you're going to buy a coffee mug, a patch, or okay for sure t-shirt right now. Go or hey, by the time this is out, we probably have a t-shirt with our autographs on it, and it's going to be worth almost nothing. But you should buy it anyway. Thanks for watching. We'll take some bite. I'm your. Always illuminating and entertaining host. John Wolf with my co-host who's currently giving up on life. <laughs> Devin Gray. Have a good one and we'll see you on the next one. Later! Are you a content creator? Would you like to work with us? Make sure you contact us through graymanmediacode.com and let us know what you got. You can't see I winked, but I did. That's perfect. That's the take. That's the take. And you know it's the take when you say it's the take in the middle of the take. Thanks for watching this episode of Wolf Takes a Bite.